Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Sorry to keep you waiting. <laughs> Only a couple <laughs> minutes behind. Wayne went to go hit uh, go live and his computer froze. <laughs> yeah, computer's frozen. Give me a minute. <laughs> um, happy Friday, February 11th. A uh, little bit cooler out today, but still can't complain, folks. Yeah, spring's <laughs> coming. Spring is coming, I think. We had a pretty nice day yesterday. Um, it's just windy. Was, what's that? It's just windy. Yeah, I was saying we had a pretty nice day yesterday. Oh, I thought you meant like the weather. Oh, just us. <laughs> we had a nice day. The wind ruined it. I'm just joking. Yeah. We were out all day um, uh, checking some things out. Um, it's an off-market deal uh, that we went and checked out, and it looks pretty promising. Mm -hmm. um, sounds like we're probably going to be signing the papers for that tonight. Um, so excited about that. Whoop, whoop. be a flip over um, in Edmonton. Way over there in Edmonton. <laughs> we're out for lunch. It was a beautiful day. Right on. Dog um, park. Yeah. We even got out to the dog park. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, for today, I figured we'd probably leave or start where we left off yesterday. And that was, um, there was a question we didn't get to, which we figured to be a little bit longer, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, we, and I just thought that there could be like directions that it takes based on like questions coming <clears> in about <throat> it. So it wasn't a whatever, how much time we had left, like six minute question to, to answer, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, we are broadcasting live on the Podbean app, like we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6am. So if, uh, if you want to join in live, and you can ask your questions, click the call in button, you can type your questions in the comment section. Uh, most people are too scared at six in the morning, for some reason. So they don't click the call in button, <laughs> which you know, hey, maybe that's my challenge for today. Maybe, maybe stop typing and start calling. Step outside of your comfort zone today. Nice. See, um, doesn't make a difference to us, but I mean, it's, it is nice to hear people's voices. Yeah. Rather than, and it's also, I mean, just for entertainment purposes too. Anyone who's listening to this afterwards, they're like, it's just us reading people's comments. Okay. And uh, Jimbo says here, yeah, I love real estate. We love real estate too, Jimbo. It's not as exciting. I want Jimbo to call. I want to hear his enthusiasm. Yeah. Totally. Hear that. Beautiful voice. <laughs> um, upcoming events. What about them? Well, our cabin retreat, uh, real estate investing cabin retreat is coming up on February 25th to 27th. That is our only scheduled event in the calendar right now. So if you want to get in on a superb live event, three days at a cabin out in Alberta Beach with myself and Wayne and our special guests, Barry and Donna McGuire, creative real estate invest, uh, lawyer and educator, <laughs> Cheryl Wilkes, incredible mortgage broker and the Calvin Realty team. Yeah, they're all um, going to be doing some pretty yeah. cool presentations. Really cool presentations. And yeah, then just being with us, locked in a, a cabin for three days, figuring your shit out. <laughs> it's that good. No bullshit. <laughs> it's that good. Um, yeah, that's coming up here. Uh, like she said, February 25th to 27th. Um, if you're stuck, it's the place to be. Yeah. Um, we're really good at helping people get unstuck. Yes. And getting clear. Um, yep. That's coming up. What else, what else is going on these days? I don't know. <laughs> things are, things are relatively quiet on our end right now. Um, well, I mean, I say that and I'm like, you know, we, well, we just saw a property yesterday. We're probably going to buy it, probably going to flip it. And most people are like, you know, geez, I want to flip houses. <laughs> well, go do it. Yeah. Uh, you get to a point where it's just that simple. It's that easy. Yeah. You know, ah, we better go into town, go check out this property. Ah, we better go out and order to con a doc. So you know. we had really hoped um, to find <clears throat> a single family home. We will. It's just. No, I mean, like for, for, the, for our next project, like we had our, our eyes and hearts set on it. Um, and yeah, just with the market being dry right now, we didn't want to 
uh, keep waiting. So another townhouse opportunity came up and we want to, we want to do something. We're itching. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, aside from that, um, you know, we're selling our other flip. I think that closes on uh, Tuesday of next week. Yeah. On the 15th. So big, big chunk of change coming from that. And uh, it's always fun to also like um, we had, some of our own money and some private money in on that deal. So it's always fun to like pay out the, like the private money lenders and stuff mm-hmm. and give them their chunk of money that they made too. And yeah, know, I like that part of the process. Yeah. Josh win wins for people. Josh here says, gotta, gotta keep the creative juices flowing. Exactly. Can't sit stagnant. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd like to be doing a lot more, but also at the same time, uh, we've been putting off taxes for a little while here. Yeah. And like literally have barely even touched anything. I'd only take a day. <sighs> oh, oh, there's always that first year of uh, filing a new corporation's taxes that just is like next level. Oh, yeah. You got a new corp this year. Yeah. On top of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, do you want to get into that question? Yeah. So this question came in yesterday from uh, from Robbie. Um, well, you know what? What? When I uh, reset my computer because it was acting up, I lost it. Okay. Well, that's fine. We, I didn't save it. We know the, we know the gist <laughs> of it. So Robbie basically asked, he said, um, whatever, um, I think it was a couple episodes <sighs> ago. Um, I think I got it. If, do you know it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we had mentioned, um, okay, so it's regarding suite conversion. So Second adding secondary reasons. suites into properties. Um, so, and we're, I think, specifically talking about um, basement suites when we say secondary suites. So yeah. putting a basement suite and, and a main floor into a single family home or a half duplex. And um, so he was asking about what considerations um, should should he take and what are the tenants looking for? So one of the things that we had mentioned that um, spawned this comment was um, having making sure that the mechanical room is accessible by both suites and that it's not locked away in the basement suite where the main floor can't access it. Mm-hmm. And the reasons being, uh, well, multiple reasons, um, they can access the electrical panel. Yeah. Uh, one thing to say on that is just because the mechanical room is separate doesn't mean necessarily that the electrical panel is in the mechanical room. <laughs> True. So we do have one property where um, the mechanical room is outside of the basement suite, but the mechanical or the electrical panel is actually inside the suite. Yeah. So uh, doesn't always turn out that way, but usually <laughs> yeah. it would. Um, yeah. So that was where the question came from. And, um, and that would be like, if a breaker pops, then they can go reset it. They don't need to get in touch with the basement suite tenant or you as the landlord. Um, so lots of, uh, perks there because sometimes your, your tenants don't like each other. You don't ever want to get involved in having to get a hold of somebody to reset a popped breaker. (laughs) Those are things that tenants can take care of themselves. So yeah, it's just keeping those types of things in mind. So he was asking what other considerations are there um, when you're building the suite that makes things easier on both fronts for your tenants and for you as a landlord. And um, Wayne and I quickly kind of jotted down a few things, but I think as we get talking that it's really going to um, open up Tons of stuff. There's yeah. lots of considerations that you can take. And and to be honest, I know there's there's a lot of um, real estate investor experts here that are on the live call as well. And maybe the, you guys can chime in as well if you guys have any absolutely um, tips and tricks or things that your tenants have asked for um, specifically. Um, well, when it and comes I th- to design. Yeah, I think that a lot of the times you don't know you have a problem until you've built the suite and all of a sudden you're experiencing problems. You're like, oh, I never thought that this would have been an issue. Yeah. Noted for next time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even as simple as, you know, let's, let's just use one, one property that we have that just the layout was one particular way. And there was no, there was no, there wasn't enough room for us. How do I explain this? And this is one thing that's really important. So you have your, let's say it's a, a bi-level property or even, even a, even a bungalow. Um, 
you normally got a, a, a door right before the stairs going downstairs, right? Mm-hmm. Whether off the kitchen or wherever. Um, that cannot be your separating door. Okay. What you need to have is you need to have the upstairs tenant should be able to open that door, go down the stairs, and then go into the mechanical room. And then there should be a separate door, um, an access door there for the basement suite down Mm -hmm. at the bottom of the stairs, Mm -hmm. not at the top of the stairs. Because then, I mean, how is an upstairs tenant going to be able to access any of those items? Um, You know, if the basement suite tenant's away on, Mm -hmm. on vacation or holidays or whatever, and they can't access any of that stuff. So you need to have a separate door at the bottom of the basement um, for, for, for entry for the basement suite tenant. Um, now, this, this property doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. So you can think of all the things, start listing all the reasons why. And I think you listed some of them. Access to the electrical panel. Mm-hmm. Another one is like internet modem. Yeah, setting up internet. <laughs> it's, not, it's not when the breaker pops. So it's the when the internet's <laughs> not working. My internet's not working. I got to reset the modem I, and they're not answering their phone. I need you to come down here and unlock it and so that we can reset my modem. I, that need, right I there. need Wi-Fi. I work from home. This is an emergency. I need Wi-Fi. I'm, I'm in the middle of an exam. <laughs> so like I, I, I gave a, an annoying voice, but that's how it sounds. Uh, but you know, when you're thinking like, I got to go, I'm, I'm not driving 20 minutes to go down there. Or I don't live in the city. I don't And live, I can't. Yeah. I live in a different province. <laughs> or I can't. Yeah. Because legally you can't. Yeah. You can't go into the basement suite unless you serve a 24 hour notice. Yeah. So you just have to tell the tenant, I'm real sorry. I'll try and get a hold of them too, but I can't access that suite. What do you mean you can't access the suite? Well, just like yours, I have to give a 24 hour notice. So you're going to have to wait for them. That's just bullshit. <laughs> so that right there is another great example. Like the design that you need to have for that basement. Um, one of the things is that there needs to be an entry door at the bottom of the stairs so that everyone can access the mechanical room. In the event, the furnace goes. The furnace is the other one. Yeah. The furnace needs to be um, whatever. There's something going on there. Yeah. Um, but something else to say on that, that having the, you know, not only the separating door, but then the door into the basement suite is that is also additional sound barrier. Yes. So in the particular suite that Wayne's talking about where we don't have that, there just wasn't the room. It was a small footprint and we just couldn't make it happen. The, that suite, <clears throat> it, it doesn't have, um, a lot of sound transfer between the floors, but because there's only the one door at the top of the stairs, there's sound transfer through that door and underneath that door. Yeah. We've, you know, it has the little noise stopper sweeper that goes under the door. It had mm-hmm. like, um, you know, we've tried lots of things to, to make the noise not come through there, but it is just an issue. Doors and vents are one of the big yeah. spots where the acoustics, they, they get through, right? Noise and sound travels, you know, um, yeah. so you can add in your, you know, your, your, your high rated insulation between the joists and you can, um, yeah. you can add in what's the other stuff the, the green spray. And then there's the, um, there's that channeling. Remind me what that channeling is called. Yes. Yeah, uh, channel lock. Something along that. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> uh, but there's, there's other like different things you can res, uh, resilient. Thank you. Um, you can add that in there as well because it just it helps with the vibrations. Vibrations is noise, mm-hmm. right? So if you can help with the vibrations um, that reduce it, then that will reduce the noise. But a door is one of those spots, right? Um, and even though it's the heavy duty like metal door, solid uh, door, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't stop it shit. <laughs> um, there's one other thing that I, that I wrote down here and that's, you know, you said that we couldn't do it on that particular property. Oh, so actually there's two things. I want to rewind even just a little bit further back. One other thing for, for the access to the, the mechanical room, um, not just for tenants complaining that things aren't working, but you as a landlord as well. If the furnace isn't working, if there's no hot water, anything, you need to get access to that for emergency repairs. Mm-hmm. You have to serve... Well, not for emergency. You don't. Okay. Yeah. Define an emergency. Uh, no hot water. Furnace not working. So you can access a suite. Yeah, those are emergencies. I'd like to see the the. Okay, I, I believe you. I believe you. But I want to see the I want to see the the reference material in the RTA. 
Sure, I have look it too. up. <laughs> you show me. You're the one arguing it. Um, I don't care enough to prove my point. <laughs> I, um, yeah. So, I mean, if you need to access any of that stuff, I mean, let, let's just, you know, let's, let's say that anything needed to be serviced or mm-hmm. um, you, you always have to give a 24 hour notice yes. as opposed to being able to just unlocking the door, going down there and being able to, yeah. to take care of it. I highly <laughs> doubt that um, somebody's internet modem needing to be reset would qualify as an emergency. <laughs> yeah. It, but, it's an emergency to them, but that wouldn't be reason to enter somebody else's suite unannounced. <laughs> oh God. Like if it was, if it was our neighborhood or most new neighborhoods, I mean, nobody has cell phone reception in most new neighborhoods anymore. So he, you can imagine you can't have, you have no cell reception. Yeah. You have no, um, you can't access any of like your, you know, yeah. you're not going to have any internet like service, like data mm-hmm. service. Um, and then having no Wi-Fi, you might as well just be like in the desert. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. When the power goes out and you've got no uh, Wi-Fi or you got no cell service, it is like we instantly we we forget how much we rely on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and if you're working from home and something like that happened, it would be extremely stressful. Yeah. If it went out right now, I'd be like, oh my god, my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> And I can't play chess and I can't play video games and I can't answer any emails. And then I just like look at you guys and be like, Ugh, you guys want to play cards or something? Disappointing. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think that as far as like real considerations goes, I mean, okay, well, separate laundry would be another real big one. Like that is is pretty big. Yeah. We have one suited house that has shared laundry and it has not been an issue. Um, like literally we have a not had one single complaint filed with it. Yeah. Um, but when tenants come in and you're showing prospective tenants and they see that they're separate laundry, they always say, Oh good, they're separate laundry. <laughs> like as much as it might not be a problem, it's not ideal for anybody. Why? Um, because it's like you go to you finally get all of your laundry together and you're going to do laundry and somebody's left their laundry in the washing machine. Which is completely is it supposed normal. to go in the dryer? I don't know. Do they hang their laundry? I don't know. So what do you do? You either leave it and wait for them to take care of it. Maybe that person doesn't give a crap and they don't change it for two days. Or you go and you put it on top of the of uh, the dryer, the washing machine, and then throw yours in. And then the other person whose laundry wasn't there comes down and says, "What the hell? Where's my laundry?" And now you have a fighting. It pair creates of conflict. Tenants. Yeah, because you're in a situation <laughs> like that where, like, I need to get this laundry done because I've got work tomorrow morning. So, like, you're gonna have to go upstairs, knock on the door, and be like, "Hey, just letting you know, your laundry's done here." And that person's like, "Just, dude, it's been like five minutes. It just yeah. dinged like a minute ago. Give me a break. I made my dinner." You know what I mean? And they, again, we talked about villainizing the other day. Like they start villainizing each other yeah. because, you know, well, leave me alone. Yeah. Or so, one of the, one of them is going to be unhappy. Yeah, for sure. Right. And it, well, and it's just an annoyance. It's like seriously, they left their laundry here again. Like, and, and I annoyed, 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 our, annoyed. How often do yeah. you and I get our laundry immediately when the thing dings? Never. No, it's like six hours later. Yeah. At least, maybe the next day. <laughs> yeah. So we actually put and implemented something for that. I don't know if that's valuable yes, or not. Yeah, well, that's where I was going with that. Is that like if you just can't and there is shared laundry? Like I said, we've never had um, an issued complaint, which is great. And what we do is we have um, scheduled days where um, on I, I actually I reached out and asked the community, "What do you guys do with shared laundry?" And the most common was odd and even days. So on the first, third, fifth seventh throughout the month the main floor tenant can do their laundry and on the second fourth sixth eighth so on the basement suite can do the laundry okay um and it's worked out and you can post it right in the laundry room um and yeah so that's a a fix for it but if you can have separate laundry get separate laundry everybody will be much happier you'll attract more tenants some people if they've had bad experiences sharing laundry they will look for that they will make sure when they're looking at ads that it says separate laundry yeah so you're losing out on 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 some tenants there as well by not having it yeah um josh made a really great 
um, comment that I love. It's in regards to the separating doors. Mm -hmm. So um, on the Podbean app here, Josh commented and said, I learned a trick a long time ago to spray foam the door jam after you set shims. It helps with that hollow door slamming sound. Mm. That is awesome. I I would have never known that <laughs> yeah. had Josh not put that there. Um, I don't know if we'll ever be building another <laughs> secondary suite, but maybe if we're ever replacing a door, we can um, keep that in mind. Not with that fucking attitude. What do you mean? Do we want more suited properties? <laughs> well, I mean, that's our that's our personal. You know, we have our own vision and our own roadmap of where we're going. And yes, obviously, oh, that's yeah, I'm, not uh, yeah. <laughs> on our, but like, you're almost making it sound like it's a terrible No, idea no, no. Sorry. Else. I just meant that that's not like we're, where we are, where we're going anymore. <laughs> we're at a certain stage where that is not on our roadmap next. I wish I knew that five to eight years ago. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, I have an additional comment uh, getting back to layouts and designs and stuff, but uh, Varsh had, a, had a, a comment here as well on the Podbean app. Uh, okay. So Varsh says, is having a mechanical room in the middle of the basement a good enough reason for walking away from a great deal? Or is it worth paying twenty to 30000 more for a basement which meets the mechanical room criteria that we are discussing? Well, when you... Sorry, is, is this one that you're going to be adding a secondary suite? Or Sounds is this like one that's already turnkey and that's where the mechanical room is? Yes, he says adding. Okay, so since you're going to be adding a second furnace anyways, you're going to be having the HVAC company coming in there. Um, in most cases, it depends on how old the existing furnace is, whether you're going to put two new furnaces in there or whether just one. But since they're there, have them move the furnace in the hot water tank. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cost them that much extra. They're already there. They're already doing duct work. It doesn't take them much longer just to... It will add to the cost, but not not some huge outrageous number. Yeah. 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 So since they're there anyways, have them added into the quote that you're, they're going to move the existing furnace or the two new furnaces that you're going to reroute the, the existing um, uh, ducting to make sure that you're able to put a mechanical room off to the side in the corner or, you know, somewhere... Somewhere that makes more sense that you can make a better design and layout. Yeah. So you can absolutely move it. Yeah, you can move it. Um, so in our situation in the property that uh, we were specifically talking about, there was just with the footprint of the pro of the property and the the amount of bedrooms that we wanted in the layout, there was just nothing we could do. It was where it was, and that was it was kind of tucked in um, with the stairs and stuff, yeah. and that's just had to be. And and did we walk away from the good deal? Nope. No, we took it. No, that and that was what I was leading to before was that um, it depends on the layout, what like the type of house, but most people, I'm, I'm going to use the example for Edmonton, um, other provinces are using 1930s houses and, and mm -hmm. adding all these different, you know, configurations and stuff, but we're talking about like 1970s bungalows or by levels, okay? <laughs> With those particular properties, um, you need it to be at least 1100 square feet if you want to get that second bedroom okay so the fact that this property was like 1080 or 1070 it was tight and a lot of investors had looked at this property and said it's not going to work mm -hmm. and we looked at it and like it'll work and we got up the measuring tape we brought our contractor out there but the one thing that we couldn't do was that we couldn't move the um, the mechanical room. We couldn't move the furnace and the hot water tank. Mm -hmm. um, it just it, if we wanted to get the second bedroom, it was impossible. Mm -hmm. Like it, there was nowhere to put it, and it was already just the layout was a little different already as is. Um, but we figured out a good layout that we were able to get two good sized bedrooms. But if we moved the mechanical room, we would have only gotten one. Now here's the reason why we had to get two, because we were refinancing it, we're burring it, right? In order for us to get the appraisal that we wanted, we needed two bedrooms, especially considering the fact that this was 30 square feet too small, mm -hmm. right? So it had to be two bedrooms. So when we were determining whether to walk away from this or not, and a lot of investors did walk away because they, they, they didn't think it would work. Um, the one decision that we had to make was that it was going to be um, 
only the mechanical room was only accessible to the basement suite. There wasn't going to be able to, we couldn't add an extra separating wall or an entry door at the bottom of the stairs, mm -hmm. which I mean, at the end of the day, it's a bit of a nuisance, but it's not a problem until it's a problem. And we haven't had many problems. No. The only time we really ever have it as an issue is when the new tenant moves in and they're like, hey, uh, TELUS is here. They need to get into the mechanical room to set up my internet and TV. I can't get in there. Well, and that was only like the first like two times that we had tenant switchover because now the property has TELUS hooked up and Shaw hooked up. So anybody who's coming in, they just need but to they literally still plug need in to be in. able to go down there. No, they haven't had to. No, no. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because once you're once the the connection is made, then you can just plug your modem into any. Um, Interesting. Yeah, any outlet or whatever. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Well, that was that was like some of the things that we were dealing with. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Ryan, Ryan looks like he wants to call in today, but I can't tell. I've had so many people accidentally <laughs> clicking the call in button and letting letting us down. I really hope he does want to call in. So I'll just wait a second. Yeah, because Ryan right now is adding secondary suites to properties. So mm -hmm. he's in the thick of it and probably has some great information to share. If I recall, he just got a green sticker yesterday. He did. An occupancy permit. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Good morning, guys. It's oh, it's morning, a Ryan. real real call. Good morning, caller. <laughs> How are you doing today? Good, thanks. Um, so I just thought I'd play devil's advocate a little bit on the um, okay. common access to mechanical room. So I, I'm of the same um, belief where it's a benefit to have access both for the landlord um, or the upstairs or basement tenant. But I know in, in discussing layouts and trying to figure stuff out, there's a lot of investors um, who believe that having complete separation and as little or no common space as possible between the suites is of benefit. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't have anything like that myself to speak to, but, but I do know that there is that belief as well, where, you know, if you don't have any common entrances or whatever, that's a benefit. So I just mm -hmm. thought I'd, I'd bring that up too, that at, that is a uh, something that other people actually prefer for some reason. That's that's a really good point. Yeah, and I can I can see that as well. But I personally would think that in okay, so if if all it is is common access to the to the furnace room downstairs, then the one or two times during the occupancy that they're there that they need to go and reset a breaker is going to outweigh the like it, them just like going to have to access that common area to go down to do that is going to be less um uh sorry i'm trying to put nuisance? my words together nuisance sure i don't know well we'll have less impact on the ten on the tenants relationships than having to try to contact them to reset it and the frustration yeah. of going through that now i just as i was saying that and why i think i got um caught up on my words is because my brain was also going in the other direction that that also means that they do have access to that side entrance that the tenant comes in to access their suite um and in most cases would go to the backyard. So mm. that does create, um, I guess, another kind of common door. Yeah. Area. I mean, my, my, my thoughts and, and I, I'm, I'm picturing you because these are things that you would consider um, as a female, um, you know, the one where there's shared laundry. So they come in through the side door and then there's also another separate door right there to the main floor suite above, right above. Right. So they come in the side door you look up, there's a, there's an access door to the main mm -hmm. floor suite. Now that door, the main floor suite can come down because they need to go down to do their laundry and access the mechanical room. Mm -hmm. So you go down the stairs and then there's like a common like hallway there where the laundry is. Mm -hmm. And then there's a separate wall, which and a, an entry door for the basement suite. Uh, as a female, you know, and then there's a male living upstairs or downstairs, mm -hmm. you know, you just want to go down there and do your laundry and then old Jimbo using Jim today. Sorry, Jim's uh, old Jimbo was like, Hey, how's it going? You know, cause Jim's just, you know, trying to be friendly, you know, 
He's single. There's a single girl upstairs. Okay. No harm, no foul. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm painting a picture here, right? And you seem really uncomfortable already. But just so you know what I mean, like as a guy, you know, like, oh, there's a single girl upstairs. Maybe I'll say hi. Hey, I met you. You were my neighbor. <laughs> you were my neighbor across the path. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, so, hey, how's it going? Just trying to be nice and friendly. Maybe there's something, you know, there. I mean, I, you know, he thinks she's attractive, but the woman, I'm just now harmless guy, right? I didn't think I didn't want like Jimbo to be. Well, you painted. made Jimbo pretty creepy. Hey, that's good. Okay, maybe it was maybe I didn't need to add that voice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just Jimbo. That's just Jimbo's voice. He can't he can't help it. It's his voice. So you know, as a female, you know, you're going to be really scared to go downstairs, right? Because of that situation. So <laughs> that's why you know not having you know the laundry. Yeah, but I wasn't talking about laundry. I was just talking well, about the furnace room. Yeah, of course. Well, if they needed to go down there, she would feel very uncomfortable about going down there to reset the motor or something like that. So I don't know. I mean, I I think I see both sides. I agree with you, Ryan. I can definitely see both sides. Um, It's a tough one. Um, I would also add to that, though, that if the upstairs has their own, like, say, off the dining room, there's a patio door that also goes out to the backyard. If that's there... So they have their own access to the backyard. They don't need to go out the front and walk all the way around to the back. Then I don't see the problem with um, having that one common area into the mechanical room. That's the only thing. They have their separate laundry. There is nothing shared. It's just that the upstairs tenant could go downstairs to reset a breaker or, oh, crap, the hot water isn't working or whatever. They can go look at that. Yeah. Um, so I think that if they have their own access to the backyard, that that's fine. If they don't, then I can see where having that shared area wouldn't be ideal. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan, we just started talking there. (laughs) No, no, that's fine. I just, yeah, I thought I'd bring it up because I know that there are, are other people that that do prefer, you know, the opposite, right? But that's not necessarily myself, um, under most circumstances. Just what you're hearing, um, which which is good. Yeah, yeah. The other thing um, that I was just going to comment on regarding layouts is um, what we try and do. And obviously, you only have so many options necessarily when laying out a basement. But kitchens, I think, typically seem to be one of the noisier areas. And mm. so having a kitchen over a bedroom, for example, um, is is maybe not ideal so sometimes trying to think where the most noise is generated um, for the basement suite and try and minimize um, some of those ideas or uh, yeah opportunities for increased noise for the basement would be a consideration as well so what you're saying is is probably have the bedrooms over top of the bedrooms that's that's what gabby's instantly instantly looked at me like i don't know if that's the best one (laughs) <laughs> well, what do you? What would you rather? Okay, let's play. What would you we rather? We had a basement tenant rather? complain that our main floor tenant was having wild sex <laughs> a lot. She was enthusiastic. Enthusiastic. <laughs> so yeah, instantly Gabby thought of that particular tenant. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna have sense. so many weird complaints. Okay, uh, Gabby Ryan, we're gonna play. Would you rather? Uh, would you rather? <laughs> have um uh the enthusiastic woman above you or below you uh well i guess above or uh the dude who loves to microwave hungry mans for every meal and constantly beep 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 <laughs> beep 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 because you just got home at 11 that was really o'clock good, Wayne. what's that <laughs> that was really good thank you what would you rather Hungry man. Uh, it depends on, I guess, hungry. Well, that's, you're talking about 30 seconds to three minutes. How long is uh, the enthusiastic woman going? <laughs> it depends. <laughs> and how often? Would you rather? Hungry, hungry man. Hungry man? Yeah. Hungry man or Put your hungry vote in the wo- comments. Or hungry woman? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? Uh, yeah, probably, probably the hungry man. Yeah. Well, Wilson. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Does uh, Wilson <laughs> says? Does the hungry man make enthusiastic noises while eating his meal? 
you know what? These are, these are, this is real talk here. <laughs> they don't talk about this on the stage. Yeah. Um, Hey, Ryan, thanks so much for calling in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, guys. <laughs> Take care. Hey, and congratulations on the uh, on the permit. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks. Have a good day. Okay. I'm asking the real questions, Gab. Uh-huh. The real questions. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I was going to say is that, like, as you can see, there's so many, and actually, uh, Josh said it too, pros and cons, many ways to skin the cat. Yeah. There's so many ways to look at all the different aspects, and there's, like, a gigantic list of considerations that you can take. But at the end of the day, Varsh asked a great question, and it's like, do you walk away from a good deal because you can't make one specific aspect happen? Mm. And the answer is no. If you find a good deal and it's like not ideal for this one or two items, but like you got a great price, you're going to get a a pretty much perfect burr out of it. And you're going to have this great property that's going to be cash flowing 500 bucks a month and like friggin' go for it. Do it like 100% do it. Who cares if the mechanical room isn't accessible? Who cares if you can't get that separate adjoining door and and door at the bottom? Like, do it. Go get that property and get it in your damn uh, portfolio. Yeah, absolutely. Don't overthink it. Um, I think that there is one other thing to be said that I was thinking about this whole time is that um, houses with secondary suites suck. (laughs) They do. They suck. Any property with more than one suite sucks because they are the most difficult to manage yeah because they're not people want their own space they are not hands-off um property management can you imagine if we had another unit in our house can you imagine what the other tenant will be thinking right now those goddamn guys are they doing their podcast again it's 6 a.m i was up all night with the kid right and we're or, considerate people and we're like, we would not be good space sharers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, in the middle of our podcast, broadcasting it, their baby's crying on the other side of the wall. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking ourselves like, we're trying to run a business here. <laughs> like, would you please calm your kid? And it's not their fault. Right. So it just, it, it, it's just whenever you have, when you try and cram multiple units into a property. That's just what you're going to be dealing with. Now, the reason why people do it and why we still recommend that you do it is because they make total financial sense. Mm-hmm. As far as investment properties go, they are amazing. Yeah. They're the only ones that cash flow in most well, markets. Yeah. In most markets, let's be real, like real talk about cash flow. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's 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 surface level and then there's there's real talk about cash flow. Real talk Houses with secondary suites, suited homes are the ones that cash flow the best and are the best investments. The problem is that they're great investments. They're terrible for property management. Yeah. High turnover. Lots. You're dealing with a lower tenant profile because it's Mm -hmm. more affordable. Mm -hmm. Right. And as well, lots of vacancies because of the turnover lots of complaints and you can put all the damn sound insulation all of the best products you can do every single thing that you can do there's still noise and people are still going to complain um why is wilson personally offended (laughs) i don't know i don't know when he left that comment there what we were talking about (laughs) um yeah okay so some other things um, Wilson's calling in, oh, and I feel like he's... He's going to tear us apart. He's got something to say. <laughs> good morning, nice. Wilson. Good morning, good morning. How's it going? Good, how are you? He's coming in with Pretty a big, good. deep... Why are you so offended? What did we do? When you guys said that um, those basement suite uh, properties uh, are the worst... Oh. <laughs> they listen, are! You felt listen, personally attacked. They're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> I felt targeted. <laughs> I feel discriminated against. <laughs> you love them, uh, hey? I, I love them. You know what? Uh, just uh, the risk mitigation part of it is what brings me the joy. Um, for example, I do know that people buy townhouses and I mean, great on them, right? But I'm always with the, but what if the tenant leaves? 
you know, like in my case, if one tenant leaves, okay, well, I'm still paying. I'm still covering the bills. I can still take my time to filter through a bunch of candidates and choose a good one that's going to fit that lifestyle, that that, that living condition. Um, When it comes to management, like, I think one of the things is the less, how do I say, the less attention you give to the smaller problems, the less they're going to come back to you. So I've, I've got I've got the same complaints. Oh, there's an enthusiastic person living in above. I just don't reply. I just don't reply. Oh, oh the garbage did not get picked up by the by the garbage truck. Okay, now I'm replying. Now I'm like, okay, I'm gonna drive by, and see if you guys put garbages around it. Like something that actually involves me, I reply. Something that's got nothing to do with me, I just ignore, and they just stop coming. They just stop calling me for for stupid things. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it, that is, is something, you know, we struggle with when to when to reply and when not to reply. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. that makes that's, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, it's as I mentioned, I have to separate the two to uh, the two um, topics there. One is or the two perspective, one perspective is as an investor and an investment property that makes a, a ridiculously good ROI. Um, and also, like you said, mitigating your risk. But from a property management perspective, I wish I could pass this off to a property manager mm-hmm. um but yeah it's, which you can <laughs> which we, which we can i just i still struggle with it can you venture with somebody who does the property management i mean if you want to deal with uh the hungry woman you can deal with the hungry woman <laughs> i'm like I need, I need to i need proof of that i need recordings or something i need proof <laughs> that oh man yeah the, the emails that we were getting about that like it was it was an it was an a daily thing like oh, she, wow. uh, I, yeah every day good for, i mean good for her i mean live in life um <laughs> but uh you can't approach her about that you you can mm. speak generally and say hey there's been a lot of noise it, at, at late hours <laughs> but you know you're gonna embarrass her that's yeah. that's you know that's you don't just don't do that um I mean that's that's someone's safe space. That's that's where they you know that that, that they live and they they you know they're supposed to feel comfortable in their own space. Yeah. And uh, so you can't really do that. At the same time, you need to appease the other person because the other person it's not their fault either. They came to to have their own space as well where they can get some sleep. And you know, yeah, Cirque, Cirque du Soleil is going on up there. And yeah. <laughs> anyways. Um, hey, thanks, thanks for calling in. Thanks Wilson. for calling in, buddy. And and yeah. and I, I I apologize. Yeah, we're sorry for uh, offending, for offending you. you for the for Personally the attack. Yeah. <laughs> okay, take care. Have buddy. a good day, buddy. <laughs> okay, so see, this is like it's six forty-five already. This is a whole show. Yeah, I told you. That's why I was like, we can't we can't touch that yesterday. So this is mm. good. Um. There are other things that um, that you want to to take into consideration um, that just like are kind of more like um, not like not considerations, but keeping the tenants happy, both mm-hmm. tenants happy, but just like making the suite more uh, appealing to um, getting renters into it. So like one bedrooms. Are, you're not going to get the good rent to get the good cash flow. You're not going to get a large tenant uh, database to pick from. Okay, so who's renting a basement suite that has one bedroom? A single person getting started. Yeah, right? or a single mom who just can't afford anything more. Yes. Can't afford the second bedroom. Which yeah. do you want? Usually somebody who has, yeah, sh- like uh, shared custody. Like we have um, a, a single uh, a one bedroom basement suite. And it's like a lot of like dads with shared custody yeah. and like the, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then a two bedroom. So th- th- it's pretty much just single people or, or young yeah. couples. Right. Yeah. Um, and then a two bedroom, you're opening it up to young couples with a kid, small families, yeah. small families. Right. Again, affordability thing. Most yeah. people are renting a basement Siblings. suite. Siblings. Huh? Siblings. Siblings, We've yeah. lots of sibling uh, tenants in two bedrooms. Most people are renting a, a basement suite or in some sort of a transitionary period or just affordability. Yeah. Right? Because, yeah. I mean, who would want to live in a basement when you could live in... A townhouse. An apartment. Or... So apartment's probably going to be your most affordable. 
it's going to be in that 800 to 1,000 or 800 to 1,200 mm-hmm. um, apartment condo. Then townhouses, you're looking at about 1,000 to 1,300 bucks, depending on the quality. Mm-hmm. Basement suites are in and around that 900 to 1,100, mm-hmm. right? So it normally comes down to an affordability thing because I would much rather prefer to have a two-story townhouse yes, um, with a yard, a small yard and my own parking than to be living in a basement underneath someone. Yeah. So it normally comes down to an affordability thing or just a single person that just needs a little spot. Yeah. Yeah. So having at least two, sometimes three, if you have a really good square footage uh, footprint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, storage, Ryan, uh, great point. Um, storage is a big thing for, for layouts um, yeah. and designs for the basement suites. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, you want to utilize underneath stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we found some different creative ways, you know, in, in like in the, in the closets, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you can just, if you can make the closets a little bit bigger and if the, the bedrooms can, can take a little bit of a hit on, on their size, um, it's a great way. Like if you can kind of like, I can think of, um, a couple of our properties that, that have this and it's just really cool when you open up the closet. So it's not necessarily that it's like a walk-in closet, but you open up the door and there's your closet space, but then you turn to the right or the left and it like goes down and it has like shelving there where you can like put boxes or like store stuff. Yeah. Um, so that kind of thing. Yeah. Utilizing bedroom closets is great if you can extend those. Sometimes I find that actually basement suites have more storage than main floor suites though. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully the main floor has a garage then you don't even need to worry about the main floor yes um situation we ran into recently with uh with the woman that um one one of the midnight movers um uh well she isn't one of midnight mover i can't remember but anyways um she was using the third bedroom as like a storage locker Mm -hmm. like we went in to do a, a an inspection and literally just like floor to ceiling i i couldn't see the floor Mm -hmm. i couldn't see anything floor to ceiling with like with stuff yeah um because she had nowhere to put it. Yeah. And yeah, she couldn't afford to rent the garage. So we were renting it out to the basement. Yeah. So, you know, if you had some sort of a common area when you go downstairs, you know, one area for the main floor and then, you know, the, the basement suite tenant had their own area, you know, maybe underneath the stairs or something along those lines, that, that would be ideal. Storage is a big issue for suited houses. Yeah. And this is, goes back to my comments about having, make sure it's 1100 square feet minimum. Yeah. Um, otherwise, there's just, there's nowhere to put it. Yeah. You're not going to get that third bedroom or that second bedroom. Yeah. And we have uh, one of our properties has um, under stairs, like it has a, a door that has a lock on it mm-hmm. and it has shelving and everything in it. So having Two that. Two of our properties have that. I can only think of one off the top of my head, but yeah. So if you can have that um, specifically for someone, they get the key for that. That's an added bonus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um. Making sure that you can get lots of natural light. Like nobody wants a dark, dingy basement. Oh, yeah. So like if you find a property that has big windows or has that like um, it's partially above ground. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah, you get the nice big, uh, not Buy wide, levels tall are really windows. good for that. Yeah. Buy levels are really good for that because um, they got really um, high windows. Why, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like you Height. said. Yeah. Height, yeah. <laughs> I know it's like raised bungalow. Thank you. Raised bungalow. Yeah. Um, if you can get that, I mean, uh, it brings a lot of more natural light. Yeah. Um, But also, um, you know, just something that we've, uh, learned personally is that, uh, switching out, or if you're just building a suite, putting in, um, daylight, like pot lights. mm -hmm. Um, I used to always hate, uh, the daylight or the, is it called? No, not daylight. Sorry. White White light put in oh, white yeah. light. It feels like it. I used to always hate it, but until we actually like put it into a basement suite and saw the transition, it had the daylight and we switched it to the white light. Mm-hmm. It was like, holy man, even though it had decent windows, it just totally brightened it up and just made it feel so much more less basementy. Yeah. So at Wilson, I was just about to get to this. So Wilson put in the uh, Podbean app, a comment here saying self facing windows are the best. Um, so, and I don't even think that this has really been a consideration that we've taken until we were recently trying to, are looking at houses to buy. Um, and one house in particular was facing, um, 
like all of the main windows were facing north and south. Okay. But what that meant is that, um, and then it had big trees in the front. And so anyways, it was, it had its whole, it had a whole bunch of issues of how mm -hmm. it was set up, but it was going to get almost no sunlight ever. So yeah. it was just always going to be a dark place. There was literally nothing we could have done yeah. to fix it. It's just the way that the house was turned and facing and set in and everything. Yeah. So like that is a big consideration to take in any situation. <clears throat> if you're buying your own house, if you're getting a rental property, if like whatever, make sure that you're going to get lots of natural daylight coming in through yeah. whichever way your windows are facing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what else, Wayne? I, I, Honestly, I think that's that's about it for consideration. I mean, um, when you're have have an expert do your design and layout, um, because I mean, you want it to you want it to make sense um, from from a utilization per, um, perspective. You want to make sure that you know you're it doesn't look like a weird layout. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you want to make sure that the bedrooms are a good size as well. For some reason, tenants still think that they deserve to have king size beds in basement suites. It's <laughs> true. Even in main floor suites. Oh yeah, yeah. This place isn't gonna work. I've got a, I've got a Texas king size bed. Is it Texas king size? Like Texas toast? What is it? California. California. California <laughs> king size bed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The bed's very important to me. Very important to me. This is the hungry woman speaking. Um, Wayne. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oops. Sorry. What? <laughs> King size beds. Yeah. Well, Wilson 100% agrees with me. Wilson agrees with me in the chat there. King size. Like I, we've, we've had great tenants that have literally said, no, thank you. This doesn't work because I want a king size bed. I want to keep my king size bed. Well, yeah. King size bed and dogs. You think that, you know, people are entitled to a dog and a king size bed and then they're looking for basement suites and main floor um, suites. But uh, yeah, I mean, so, okay, not let's, let's exclude king size beds. Uh, um, sorry, just Annette's comment. <laughs> um, <laughs> Annette, you own your house and you're not a renter. <laughs> I just wasn't sure if what she was referring to that I just talked about in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm, I, okay. She says I'd never get rid of my king size bed. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm biting my tongue. <laughs> Keep biting it. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's exclude king size beds for a moment. Um, and just even queen size beds. Like if someone's, you know, coming in with a measuring tape, um, thinking that I don't know if my bed's going to fit in here. And then they're measuring it out and they're like, oh, I won't be able to get my bedside tables in here. So I'll probably have to sell one of my bedside tables. And they look at it and it's like, you know, they can open up the door just enough and it just, you know, just clears the bed. And they got enough room to kind of walk by on one side. And then, you know, I don't know where I'm going to put my dresser. You got to be considering things like that. So have a designer to come in, mm -hmm. um, someone who can, uh, sorry, uh, someone who can, you know, create a good um, working. Floor plan. Huh? Floor plan. Floor plan. Yeah. To ensure that, you know, you're, you have a decent kitchen, that you've got decent sized bedrooms. At the same time, there's some, some form of a decent living area as well. Mm -hmm. If this is a two bedroom or a three bedroom, because I see people cramming three beds into like an 1150 square foot bungalow. If you can cram three beds down there, I mean, like, why, why are you doing the third bedroom? I, this, okay, this, I'm going back to my perspective of, you know, what makes financial sense and, 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 and also from a, a, a from a landlord tenant perspective, you know, yes, I was able to cram a third bedroom in there, which increased the value of my property by $30,000. Great, but who's renting a three-bedroom basement. basement suite? Yeah, a family with at least two kids. Yeah, right. I mean, it would be a bonus, but I don't think that people like. I don't. I think people who only need a two-bedroom don't want to pay extra for a third bedroom. Yeah, if it was just within the same price range as a two-bedroom, then that's a sweet bonus. Yes, unless you've made three small bedrooms when they could have had two large bedrooms. Well, that's that's again, that's the thing. Like, does it really make any sense? Yeah. So you're opening it up to, to charge a little more rent, and that's I've seen people doing this, and I'm not going to name names. I've seen people that that oh, if we can cram a third bedroom in there, it's going to increase our rent by 150 bucks. Okay, great. Um, 
who are you opening it up to now? Let's let's exclude the fact these bedrooms are like the sizes of cereal boxes. Um, who's who is going to? Okay, Josh says I need four bedrooms for my kids and I. Well, yeah, you're not going to get four bedrooms into a basement suite. But yeah. um, who who are you opening it up to now? You're opening it up to families. If if a family is going to pay an extra hundred and fifty dollars a month, they may as well just get a townhouse. Yeah. Because now you've you've crossed that threshold into into yeah, affordability, totally. into something that makes way like if if they're paying fourteen hundred bucks a month for a basement suite now, they may as well just rent get a three bedroom townhouse, a three bedroom townhouse that has a yard yeah. that has a basement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That has more bedrooms, or sorry, more bathrooms, three bathrooms. Yes, because you got the kids. So I mean, just like logically, it doesn't really make any sense. But yeah, I, I get it. You just increased the value of your property and increased your rent. But like, yeah, I almost. You open it up to people who don't even it doesn't really apply to anymore. Yeah. And then you've also increased your rent. So you're losing the other people who are looking for a two bedroom. Mm-hmm. And the people that are looking for two bedrooms, they see a third bedroom, they're looking at this and they're like, How do I even fit my double bed in here? Yeah. Right. And where where do I live? Like, where's my living space? Yeah. Where do I put my TV? My couch won't fit in here. So you have to kind of that I me personally, I don't believe in th- in the third bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um I get it from an investment perspective, but logically, I just I can't see how anyone would live in there. And if they did, if they managed to, I don't know, you sucker them into it with some really nice kitchen or something like that, some feature wall, they're not going to stay past the end, the end yeah. of their lease. But imagine instead using that space to make really nice, spacious closets for them, for their for their yeah. bigger bedroom space, and having a a bigger living area where they can get a a regular size sectional in instead of a tiny apartment size couch. This is, this yeah. is why I say I look at it from two, <clears throat> from two angles. Uh, yeah. Orraine's got a question here. I look at it from two angles where, um, you know, practic practically as you yeah. know, from a property management perspective yeah. and then also from, uh, from a financial, mm-hmm. you know, investor perspective, Orraine might've actually just, uh, um, sat on the button by accident. Doesn't sound like he's coming in. Um, yeah. So, I mean, unless, of course, you can you can find a property that's affordable where the numbers work and it's got a huge um, square footage. But, but Good morning. Good morning. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. I have a quick question. Uh, you guys were on the topic of bungalow. So, I have a bungalow and... Um, it's house to the ages, I think it's 55 years old. Now, an investor friend of mine says it's not because I was thinking I could turn it into a legal suite in the future mm-hmm. because it has a two-bedroom. The windows are decent size, facing mm-hmm. the right um, direction, as what I hear you guys saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But he's saying due to the age of that home, he would maybe go through the trouble of putting, make it a legal suite. Just keep it at it as it is. So I'm not sure if if you guys could give me any pointers with um, if you had um, a home like that. If it depends, if going through the trouble of legalizing it because it's that old, but it has. Is, is your? Oh, hey, sorry. Just, can you just turn down the volume just a little bit? There's a bit of an echo. Sorry. Yeah. Um. It, yeah, I think so. Yeah, perfect. Is your friend an an expert in like construction or suites or anything like that, or is it just a buddy? Is it, are they an no, investor? He's an investor, but he I would say he mostly does. Um, he would do like buy and flip it. Okay. Okay. And I'm, I was just curious because a lot of Ontario stuff too. Yeah. But, Okay. Yeah, I was just curious because I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't just like a buddy being like, oh, that's an old house. I wouldn't put a suite in there. You know what <laughs> no, I mean? <laughs> yeah, no. He said it's a good home. Like it has a good bone and stuff, but he said he wouldn't really invest that, that amount of money. So, but like I said, it has two bedrooms in the basement, separate yeah. entrance. It's actually a walkout basement. Okay. Um, I mean, there's there's more to consider as far as like what you bought it for, what the renovations are going to be, and what the after repair yeah, value would yeah. be, and whether it makes financial sense. 
but so the age doesn't really I, you wouldn't really look just on the age saying that because well, it's that well, old. <laughs> that's what I was going to get to next. Was that you say it's fifty years old, so it's fifty-five. Ni- I was, fifty-five. 55 so it's nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah, six. Yeah, I forgot the exact. Yeah. Yeah, you're right around. I mean, that's probably the oldest that I would buy. Um, that that generation of home, I'm still okay with that. Once you start getting into the 1950s homes, the foundations were built differently, and I just don't trust them. Um, if you're planning on keeping it for, if you're going to renovate it, put all that money into it, increase the value. I yeah, want to know and, and hold it. it for sure and hold it uh, because my base, my main floor, I'm planning on renovating it. But um, because I'm 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 just in the basement while I'm gonna do the renovation upstairs. So nice because the basement is not bad. They did the previous owners did put some money in the basement. So I said maybe you know you know going that extra step of legalizing mm-hmm. it. But I I definitely do consider that one of the big considerations that I have is the foundation. Um, do if I put this type of money into it and I'm going to keep this for at least 10 years, does it still make sense for me to hold this or am I going to have some foundation issues in the future? So, I mean, I would, I would definitely look at the foundation, see what kind of condition it's in, um, and then make the decision about whether it's, it's worth keeping long-term or not. I was going to say like, even just call in an expert, like call in, um, somebody who builds suites and get their opinion on it. Mm -hmm. You know, is this stable? Is this you know, ask those mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. Um, that's the best, that's the best I can give you without knowing much more information. Yeah. Yeah. Honest. I know. Thank you guys. No Thank problem. You. Thanks for calling Have in. A great day. Well, we got a few comments just to kind of catch up on here, uh, before we wind her down. sounds like you got a pretty uh, busy day today. I do. Um, Okay, so yeah, Wilson says use that third bed space for storage area instead. Yeah, instead of making third bedroom, could make some cool storage. That would be really, really appealing to um, people looking. Ryan had a great comment here as well. Yeah. He said, I think for a basement suite that has that has the the room, the the square footage, instead of doing a three bedroom one bath, it's better to do a two bedroom two bath. That'd be way more appealing. Roommates uh, more likely uh, tenant for than a four or five person family. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, and then he said, this is coming from someone who did a three bed, one bath basement suite. <laughs> uh, how many people did I offend today? <laughs> <laughs> You're personally attacking way too many of our loyal listeners. Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then Josh said, good point, Ryan. One of the best places I ever rented was laid out for roommates. Each of us had our own bathroom and massive storage area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, again, I did, I did poop on, uh, secondary suites a bit and that's again that's from a property management perspective i know that managing them long term is more difficult than managing a single family house are single family houses so easy oh they're so easy you just get the my furnace isn't working in the middle of the winter and you call and you call someone (laughs) you call someone you don't have to call the basement suite and say hey i need you to open up the door or whichever else no it's just like you call the furnace person you give them their numbers easy easy yeah um single family houses are so much filling them is just a dream Oh, it's like the it's best nice of the best tenants who can afford middle class families. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, so I've I've done a bunch of podcasts on this in the past about single family houses or suited houses. From a management perspective, um, but, oh god, but I, the cash flow is not there. The cash flow is not there, so it's yeah. not a good it's not a good investment property. So from an investment perspective, suited homes. From a management perspective, single family homes. Um, Wilson is full of the funnies today. He said, it's not all honey and butterflies with basement suites. It's more like thick syrup, sweet, sweet, dark syrup. <laughs> I love you, Wilson. You're awesome. Uh, he is. <laughs> uh, all things to consider when, when you're trying to figure out what types of properties you want. And um, yeah. it. Um, Go where the money is. Build those dang suites. Yes. And don't absolutely. overthink it. Don't overthink it. Um, you're going to have I, problems no matter which way they're laid up. Okay, well, maybe I'll change my general statement. Rental properties suck in general. They all suck. Yeah, most tenants suck. <laughs> um, if if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. You're not everybody. You're special. You go get it. Embrace the suck. Embrace it. Okay, that's that's a good spot right there. Have a fantastic weekend, you guys. Uh, so, oh, hey, on Monday, 
Uh, yeah. Sorry, and you can just yeah, repeat that again just a second. There. Okay. Uh, on Monday, we got a special guest uh, coming on. Who? Calvin Hexter's coming on. Damn. We're doing an Edmonton market update. Oh, uh, I called up uh, Calvin and I said, dude, um, what what the hell's going on at Edmonton? In the <laughs> uh, we've been We've been in our little bubble. We haven't been affected by all this crazy Canada stuff. You know, our neighbor to the south, Calgary's on fire with like multiple offers and uh, over asking price offers and that kind of stuff. I said, am I, are we starting to get that here? And so he's all right, well, there's a little more to it. So he's coming on on Monday. He's going to be joining in live. If you have questions about the Edmonton market, if you have questions about flipping, about finding properties on the MLS for flipping, he's your guy to answer those questions. Set uh, your alarms. Don't miss it. Yeah. Set your alarms. Don't miss it. And uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Peace out. See you on Monday. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.